Today on Bridges, powerful prayers for supernatural results. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Welcome to Bridges. I'm Monica Schmelter, and I'm glad that you could join us. Today, we're going to be talking about powerful prayers for supernatural results, and more specifically, digging into this wonderful book, 65 Promises of God for Your Child. And Pastor Mike Shreve and his wife, Elizabeth, are my guests today, and so good to have you. Oh, thank you. Thank nice you for having you today. us. And Pastor Mike, so it's good to have you. It's great to be here. Yes. So I love, as, as we've been talking prayer and the power of prayer, and specifically, Pastor Mike, to pray for your children. Tell me about your heart for prayer and how this book came about. Well, actually, uh, when I wrote that book, I had three other writing projects going on, Mm -hmm. and I was burdened for my son. He'd gone into high school, and I needed to find prayers that I could pray for him and promises from God that I could claim for him as he journeyed through that. And I started seeing a pattern, especially in the Old Testament, where over and over, God made certain commitments of things he would do for our children if we walk in covenant with him. Mm -hmm. And the more I studied it, the more I realized I'd hit a vein of gold in God's word. I pushed all those other writing projects to the side and I thought, parents need to know this. Yes. And uh, it's been our best-selling book of all that we put out. Yeah, because I love what you said here on the back about parenting being challenging, right? It can be overwhelming, but God is on our side. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes as parents, we can forget that. Yes, we can. And really, you have both lived uh, seeing miracles, seeing your prayers being answered. Tell me about your children. Oh, my children are wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) I have a son, Zion Seth who is now 30. He doesn't like to be reminded of that. Uh-oh. And my daughter's 21, Destiny Hope. And just the joy of raising. Motherhood is my favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I love ministering, I love, but I love being a mom. Yeah. And God gave us those children. Uh, we tried for years to have a baby. And then finally a doctor just told me, you're never going to conceive. Mm-hmm. You're never, it's never going to happen for you. And we left that doctor's office and we started driving up the highway and Mike said I don't receive that Mm -hmm. and he pulled off in the gravel on the side and we laid hands on each other and prayed and nine months later Zion Seth was born Mm -hmm. and it wasn't easy you you think when you get a miracle like that then it's going to be easy 
but it wasn't easy. There was problems after problems after problems, even with Destiny. Um, they told me she had never walked, she had never talked. And one morning I opened up my Bible and I read a scripture that said, I will perfect those things which concern you. And I started laying my hands on my stomach and saying, you concern me. You concern me, baby. Yes. And the moment I gave birth, the first thing the doctor said was, she's perfect. <laughs> and it was just a confirmation yes. in my heart, yes. you know, that this is all right. You know, this mm -hmm. is all right. So uh, they're my babies. Mm -hmm. They'll always be my babies, yes, they even, though, uh, even though they're older now. Mm -hmm. And just the other day, I was standing next to Seth at his place of business, and he had mustard, and I... <laughs> Oh, oh, what you know, he, he's, he's in corporate, you know, he's a, you know, a big wig in his mm -hmm. corporate firm. And I wiped that mustard off and he was like, Mom, stop. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. You're a big boy. Right. But it's right. It's so hard, though, after all of those years of being a mom and yeah. nurturing and taking care, you can't just turn that off, no. right, at 21 or 30 oh, no, or 35. Oh, no, they're always your babies. Yeah, I'm a mom, too, so and, I, I understand. Yeah. And isn't it great that God thinks the same thing? Yeah, it is. We never get too far from Him. No that he's not willing to reach down. That's right. And say, you're still my baby. That's right. You're still my child. You're That's still right. my daughter. You're still my son. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that about God. Mm -hmm. I, I do, do too. I do. And if we understand that that's how he loves us mm -hmm. as his children and that he wants to help us and oh, that always. He, he wants to perfect all the things that concern, concern us. us. And yeah. so when I hear about you know your miracle children and God answering prayers, what I love, Pastor Mike, is that it, this is a book that you wrote. But you didn't just write it. You've lived this. Right. You've lived praying for your children before they were even conceived and then praying for your children after they're born and through every stage and season of their life. Right. Absolutely. In fact, I could go into a little bit more detail on what Elizabeth said. When Zion Seth was born, a doctor made a major mistake and left him in the birth canal for a long period of time where they told us later he suffered oxygen deprivation mm -hmm. and would probably be retarded uh, severely to the point where he would never talk and maybe other physical problems. So they told you that in the hospital? Yeah. 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 And, and in fact, uh, people urged us to sue and we, we didn't do it because of a number of reasons. But uh, anyway, uh, they even brought a team of people into the room where we were at and said, uh, we are uh, the counselors that are going to be coming to your house every week for the next few months in order to help you learn how to deal with a severely handicapped child. Mm -hmm. And so, so they were telling you this after your son was born. Like, yeah, the, you're still in the hospital. Right, so this is right. This is what I they're mean, saying. The diagnosis uh, is a few hours mm -hmm. after he's been born, and we said we. You know, they're doing the best they can, right, so I'm not anti-doctor or anti-hospital. No, no, no. But uh, they were kind people. Yes. And, and well, they were trying with, to help. They were helping with me. As yeah, much they were trying kindness to help. as I could uh, muster in my heart, even though I knew they'd made a major mistake. I, I said, I appreciate you being willing to help, but we're going to make this a matter of prayer. And of course, usually when you tell people that, some believers understand, right. but some who don't know the Lord really think you're a little deluded. Mm -hmm. But over the next few months, we just really prayed over him over and over again. And instead of being uh, very challenged mentally, he was 
too smart. <laughs> He's still too smart. <laughs> to the point where he was in the highest honor society available at Lee University. Wow. So God has the last word. Always. He does. Right, God. He does. And, and one thing that was a problem, and I don't think it traced to the traumatic birth, but um, he also had a problem in his feet where he was a toe walker. And mm. we found out that the tendons in his heels were too short. Ah. And one orthopedic surgeon said, all I can do is um, give you 50 50% hope that a surgery would actually be successful. He said, I could clip the tendons. They may grow back longer. Then they may never grow back again. He could never walk again. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm not willing to take that kind of chance. And I was reminded of a promise, one of the 65 promises, Deuteronomy 7, 9, says he is the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy with those who love him to a thousand generations. Mm -hmm. So if it works a thousand generations from now, it certainly ought to work the first generation, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so we prayed for, and, and the strange thing about God, he doesn't always come through in our timing. Oh, right? no, he doesn't. <laughs> and, and so for four or five years, we tried everything to get him to quit walking on his toes, exercises, and much prayer. And then one one time, I gathered with two or three other preachers and held him in our arms for about 20 minutes, I guess, at a big conference. Yes. And prayed over him. When I set him down, he walked flat-footed right and has then. walked flat-footed he ever since. Right then. A creative miracle. It was awesome. God still does it. He does. Yeah. He does. And, and uh, our daughter was an even worse situation. Though. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elizabeth could tell this part better than me. In fact, I might stop and let you fill in the gap. Uh-oh. What Uh-oh. is it? <laughs> but uh, but uh, when we went to the doctor uh, and she was about, what, five months pregnant? Uh, He came in with a very glum look on his face, and he said, I've got to show you something. And he threw the ultrasound image up on the screen and said, see that dark spot at the base of her spine? She has spina bifida, Mm. a hole in the spine. She'll never walk. And he sounded so absolutely assured that that would be the outcome, that there was no questioning it. And then he showed us a, a blood report and communicated that because of certain things going on in Elizabeth's blood and in the baby, that she would also have cretinism, which is a severe form of retardation. Mm-hmm. And then he leaned across his desk, and in kind of smooth ways of saying it, uh, he suggested abortion. Mm-hmm. He said there is an alternative, and we knew exactly what he meant. So that is unthinkable to us. So we jumped up and left. And as we were leaving his office, God spoke audibly to Elizabeth. And can you tell? Immediately. You know, after that bad report, the Lord spoke to me and said, your daughter will dance on the streets of Jerusalem. Mm. And I was like, whoa. Because it was audible. I mean, really? Yeah. You heard it. Audibly. Audibly. Me, you know. Yeah. Me, <laughs> not, not a great man of God, but me. I heard the audible voice of God say, your daughter will dance on the streets of Jerusalem. When we got out of the car, we threw the radio on, and that song, I Hope You Dance, mm-hmm. started playing. So it was a double confirmation. Yes. And I knew 
I knew that God was going to heal this baby. Mm -hmm. I knew that this baby was going to dance. I knew she was, she was perfect. I yeah. knew it. Yeah. And the doctor said she never walked, right. but God said she danced. She's right. going to dance because God's just all like about God, it. The extreme it's just like God, and we believe God. And yes. I think of, you know, Elizabeth, as we started talking, um, you said your children were miracles. That doesn't mean that there weren't challenges. Oh, there's challenges. Right? So you had challenges all the way through. He he gave you oh, children. He challenges. gave you that miracle, and that I hope that that encourages right everybody that's watching that. Yeah they have a miracle child or a child that they prayed for or desperately wanted Absolutely. and maybe is on the wrong road or, you know, all the things that could happen, there's still hope with prayer. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite promises of all the 65 is, I believe it's Proverbs eleven twenty one that says, the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Amen. And there's a difference between begging God yes. and pleading with God and claiming His promises. Yes. And I tell people, don't pray the problem, pray the pray promise. The and, and so I would, uh, I would claim that promise when we were in prayer for our children, all, all through their lives I have. And yes. I've prayed that many times for desperate parents who come to us, maybe a child's on drugs mm -hmm. or living a very immoral life. And I said, let's pray that promise. That's right. The seed of the righteous shall mm -hmm. be delivered. delivered. Yes. Because that's a part of, so much a part of what this book, 65 Promises from God for Your Child, I think helps people do. Yeah. Pray the promise and not the problem. Yes. We've got to take a break. I want you to stay with us. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the power of prayer for your children. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit youtube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. So today on Bridges, we're talking about 65 promises of God for your child. And uh, as we've been talking about Elizabeth and Pastor Mike, that children are a gift from the Lord. And in any time, right, there are always challenges. And especially, I think, in these uncertain times, mm -hmm. uh, there are parents of small children, middle-aged school children, adult children, and they still need our prayers. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were talking about, Elizabeth, don't pray the problem, but pray the, the promise. promise. What does that mean? Well, one of my favorite promises mm -hmm. in the book is in Jeremiah, and I won't get, Mike will probably know it right quick, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's uh, the promise of restoration. Mm -hmm. And it says, there is hope for you in your future. Amen. That your children will return yes. back to their borders. Mm -hmm. I love it. I, you know, that's... One of my favorite, because sometimes your children just, they don't do what you want them to do. No, no. <laughs> you know, no matter how much you try, yes. sometimes they choose their own way. 
And so that's a promise that I've always prayed over my children, that there's hope for you in the future. Amen. That your children will come back and they will get in that border, that place of protection in the Lord, you know, and not be a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter. You know, so many times parents come and talk to me and I quote that to them. There's hope. Amen. You cannot give up hope on your children. I don't care if they're 20, 30, 40, 50, however old. When they've been dedicated to the Lord, and just recently I was ministering down in Alabama, and all oh, the glory of the Lord was in there. Mike was preaching on the glory, and and I was back in the back, and I was praying for my children, and I just, I mean, I was interceding, and I felt it in my spirit. It wasn't audible, but it was in my spirit. Did you dedicate them to God? Mm. And I said, oh, yes, I dedicate them, I dedicate them. Then did you trust me back then? Oh, I did. Then trust me now. Mm. Oh, that's a dedicate good word. them back to me now yes. at 30 and 20. And I stood back in the back of the church and I just said, God, I give my children to you. Mm-hmm. There was yours in the beginning. Now they're yours here now. And there's hope in the future Amen. that my children will come back. That's right. Back into the border mm-hmm. that I created for them. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my favorites. Yes. And it is challenging when your children aren't doing what's right. You know, it's right. just, and you can't. In your mind, you can't figure out, well, why aren't they doing... Exactly. (laughs) Well, Uh, because when we see the truth, right? Yes. But if they're in a place that they're not seeing the truth, they can't see it. So we have to pray for that veil, for those skills to come off. And you have to believe and hold on to the promise. Correct. That's what I love about this book. Mm -hmm. No matter what your kids are going through, you can find a promise in this book and pray it and hold on to it and have a scripture about it. Can I share my two favorite promises for children that are out in darkness? (laughs) Absolutely. Number one is 1 Corinthians 7, 14. Mm -hmm. And, of course, not every home is fractured like this, but it really illustrates the point. It says the unbelieving husband Uh is sanctified by the believing wife. Therefore, your children are holy and they are not unclean. And it dawned on me when I was writing on that promise that that's a decision the parents have the legal authority to make. That's right. The child doesn't have to agree with them. Not at all. So I can say before the throne of God, my son is holy unto the Lord. Yes. My daughter is holy unto mm-hmm. the Lord. And, and of course, that means not just a holiness in outward lifestyle, but a holy heart. A sacred commitment of that life to God and to his purposes. And I believe a child has to make the decision for salvation later on. But a child of a Christian parent or Christian parents definitely has an advantage because we've already put them on the altar. And those children are holy unto the Lord. And my other favorite one is Deuteronomy 30 verse 6 where God said, I will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul. It's really a double promise because he promises to circumcise their hearts, which is to cut away the control of carnality, to cut away the control of the world, and to awaken love in them. Because no one's going to serve God unless they have a genuine love for God. You cannot legislate righteousness. Mm -hmm. You can't just put out rules and expect rules to be kept. 
there's got to be an awakening of love, which is something God promises. He says, uh, I will circumcise their hearts to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. I love that promise. Well, these are some precious, precious promises. And you said something, Pastor Mike, about not begging God, but praying the promise. And I think that's one of the many things in this book that helps make it easy for parents because you've got 65 promises from God for your child in here, and they're all numbered. And there are places that, you know, you can, parents can put their child's name in that it can help help teach you to pray, sometimes in those dark hours when you don't know what to pray, right? Mm-hmm. And when we want to beg God and we forget that we're His children and we just pray the promises. So tell me about how that part of the book works where each promise is numbered, there's some scripture, and putting in the child's name. Well, I just uh, really wrote the book as I felt led of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a definite order yeah. to the promises, mm-hmm. except I kept some of the most spectacular ones for the <laughs> end. Uh, because there is one I'm thinking of right now that is absolutely spectacular. Well, two. Two that are just... <laughs> well, three. Three. Yeah. Well, well, Let's go all the way to 65. Yes, yes. No, uh, but one I got to mention, mm-hmm. because I claimed this one for my daughter for about three weeks before a very important spiritual event took place in her life. I found it, I think it's in Isaiah 43, where God said uh, that uh, he would pour out his spirit on our seed and his blessing on our offspring. He said, as, the, uh, as a willow tree by the rivers of water, uh, that he would bless our seed. And then he said he would pour out his spirit upon our seed and his blessing upon our offspring. So I said, Lord, if you said it, my daughter was about five years old. I said, I claim her being filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, about three weeks later, I was in a re- revival in her hometown, Carbon Hill, Alabama. And she was one of the young people that came up for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She fell out under the power of God speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. She crawled up in my arms, weeping, and said, Oh, Daddy, Jesus, fill me. Now, would that have happened if I had not claimed that promise? Maybe. But then again, the Bible says, You have not because you ask not. And Jesus said, If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So maybe uh, that was waiting on me to get involved in faith and claim that promise. Yes, because he tells us to ask right? He says that he knows our needs even before we say them, but yet he tells us to ask. So so there's power in responding to what he says in faith and asking. And who wants to take the chance of not saying the prayer, right? Right. Right? Because we all want to see our children born again and filled with the Spirit. And um, what you're really sharing today are just the miracles that you've seen from praying for your children. Uh, Oh, my grandbaby. Mm Mm-hmm. My grandbaby has had some issues with speaking. And the Lord spoke to Mike and said, he will talk. And so just a couple of, I don't know, a year ago maybe, Mike was in the hotel room praying over him. I was not there, of course. And uh, all of a sudden, Mike was playing this song. His name is Jesus, Jesus. Oh, he is the King of Kings. He played it a couple of times. And then all of a sudden, my grandson turned around and said, his name is Jesus. And His and first words. His first words. And, I, and Mike called me, and he said, you will not believe this. 
Atticus has sung a song. And and luckily, Mike grabbed his uh, telephone and recorded, recorded it. it. Not Yeah, his phone and recorded it. And there my baby is saying, Jesus, Jesus. When everybody said he probably would never speak, mm-hmm. he, he is saying. Yeah. The, for a long, long time. He is saying the name of Jesus. Yeah. I just think how miraculous that not only did he speak, but he said his name Jesus. is Jesus. Jesus. Well, actually, I had received a dream mm-hmm. about six months prior where I saw the name of Jesus in his deep inner being, and it rose to his mouth, yeah. and it came out. Mm-hmm. And so I told people, uh, I didn't necessarily mention that was the word he would speak, right. but I said, I saw in a dream. Mm-hmm. I know he'll speak. And because he hadn't uttered a word, it was hard for other people to believe. Right. But yeah. uh, happened in God's time. Right. Well, sometimes people think that we're a little off or a little crazy. Oh, we or, are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I am too, but in, in a good way, right? Yeah, in a for great Jesus, way. I believe I'll his word. I'll show you the video afterward yeah. if you want. Oh, I would love it. to see the yeah. video. I just think what a wonderful confirmation, what an encouragement for us to continue to yeah. pray, to continue to intercede. And that's a part of it, isn't it? The consistency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I believe that if you hold on to the promises, I mean, hold on and don't let go, you'll receive your miracle. I mean, whatever it is, if doctors say you won't, I say you will. You know, if, if people around you say that'll never happen, God wants you to prosper and be in good health. Yes, he does. And I love one of my favorite scriptures of all time is life and life more abundantly. Mm. We don't have to settle. Right. We don't have to settle for our children not being in church. We don't have to settle for our grandchildren. If we hold on to the promises, they will come to pass because God doesn't let you down. No. Never. Well, and his word doesn't return void. No. Which is what is so wonderful about the 65 promises from God for your child is everything is scripture based. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. God. So sometimes you just pray the word out loud and we read it and we hear it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's one thing to say, God, send angels around my child. That's right. And it's another thing to say, Lord, it's right here in your word. Yes. Where you said, suffer the little children to come to me because their angels always behold the face of the Father Mm -hmm. in heaven. I love that one. (laughs) I claim that scripture. Get to work, angels. (laughs) (laughs) We're waiting. We're waiting patiently. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But it's like we're... We're praying it, and it reminds us that this faith, these precious promises, this Word of God, it's going to come to pass if we endure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's two aspects to the Word. There's the written Word, Mm -hmm. the logos, and there's the living Word, which is the rhema. And usually the two coincide. In fact, they have to be in alignment with each other. And... I told you there was a spectacular promise that I wanted to share. It's the one that God spoke to me while I was writing the book. I heard his voice one morning in a dream give me this promise. And I think it's toward the end of the book. It may be the last chapter where Isaiah said, As the new heaven and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, so shall your name and your seed remain. Just as sure as the new creation? Yeah. Yeah. God said, as Mm -hmm. the new heaven and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, so shall your seed and your name remain. That's beautiful. 
That is so, amazing. And so this book reminds us of those promises. I'm so sorry that we are out of time, but <laughs> thank you so much for oh, joining me today. And thank you, Pastor Mike. Wow, it's been so a good joy. to have you all. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Stay tuned. Monica will be right back. If you hadn't done blah, 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 this wouldn't have happened. And let me say this to you. If you think that you are in a mess of your own making, you are still an overcomer. When that temptation comes, you want to make sure that you are dressed for battle. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Life can be hard and days can be long. So if you're looking for hope for the journey, monicaschmelter.com is a great place to get started. On monicaschmelter.com, you'll find Monica's teachings on demand. And if you're looking to really grow your faith, you'll find online extras are available with every teaching. So don't wait another day. Get started now at monicaschmelter.com and you will find hope for the journey. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.